Welcome to the American Families of Faith Project audio article series. This series is led by Lauren Marks and David Dollahite, co-directors of the American Families of Faith Project at Brigham Young University. Each article has previously been published in various scholarly journals, online magazines, and newspapers. Hello, my friends. This is Dave Dollahite. I'm a professor of family life at Brigham Young University and co-director of the American Families of Faith Project, along with my friend and colleague, Dr. Lauren Marks. And this is audio article number 32 in our series of articles that we have published in various magazines. This particular article was published in Public Square magazine and then also picked up by Real Clear Religion, an online syndicating service. And the name of this article is Mainline Protestant Families, Loving God and Family Members. And it was published in September of 2021. This essay is part of a series of articles adapted from our book, Strengths in Diverse Families of Faith, Exploring Religious Differences. And we also have podcasts on each of the chapters in that book. So here we go, Mainline Protestant Families, Loving God and Family Members. I was raised in a mainline Protestant church, Holy Innocence Episcopal Church, in Marin County, California. I served as an acolyte or altar boy for three years when I was between the ages of nine and twelve, and I assisted the priest, Father Ewald, by carrying the large wooden and gold cross during the processional into the sanctuary at the beginning of the service and the recessional out of the church at the end of the service, also lighting and extinguishing the candles and helping in serving communion. Other than our priest overdoing the incense just a bit for my own taste and smell, I have very fond memories of those services and of the people I knew in the Episcopal Church. Mainline Protestants comprise a significant and centrist core of Protestant denominations in America and include the following denominations, Episcopal, Presbyterian, Lutheran, United Methodist, American Baptist, and United Church of Christ, or Disciples of Christ. As part of our American Families of Faith Research Project, a 20-year national effort to explore nearly 300 racially, regionally, and religiously diverse families in healthy long-term marriages, we conducted in-depth two-hour interviews with 20 mainline Protestant couples, 20 husbands and 20 wives, and seven adolescent children of theirs, including families representing each of the major mainline denominations. In this brief article, adapted from a chapter in our book, Strengths of Diverse Families of Faith, we share some interview-based findings from three different domains, general life strengths, marital strengths, and parent-child strengths. In connection with the centrality of their relationship with God, two themes emerged. First, we can receive support from God, and second, a framework of purpose. A daughter named Mindy all names or pseudonyms, said, I know God is always going to be there. He always has his hands protecting me. I'm going to have to go through hard times, but I know that he's right there to tell me, you can get through it, Mindy, just keep going. Reflecting on a profound difficulty in her own family, a mother named Erin shared the following. My faith was deep enough that at the time I was able to say, this is not the end of the world. Ben, my son, age 15, will be okay. We'll get through this. This is not a tragedy. It's a shame, 
but not a tragedy. A teenage daughter named Jill said, Well, I think when my grandfather died in December, and I'd never lived with anyone who died before, so it was a pretty big thing. But I think it was really sad in a lot of ways. But through the whole thing, God did so many things that made us feel like he was really there and he really cared about us. A father named Eli reportedly felt God's support, quote, wisdom and knowledge through the Bible, a resource that had led him to trust God. He said, Every question you have, the answer is in the Bible. The answer to every question is right there. God is all wisdom. He's all knowledge. No matter what's going on in your life, you can turn to and read the Bible and trust God. For a daughter named Natalie, age 10, God's help was sought through prayer. She said, The biggest thing I'm thinking of is prayer helps us make a lot of decisions. Being a military family, we have had to make a lot of decisions about where we're going to go. Just last week, my sister and I were dealing with some friendship issues where we didn't really know what we wanted to do. So we were like, you know what? We just need to pray. For many people, the questions, why am I here? What is the purpose of this life? And what happens to me when I die are important questions to address. Vicki, a mother, said, I think the biggest thing my faith and beliefs do for me is no discrimination. We try to really live that. Even for our sons, Act 2, everyone is equal in God's eyes. I think that because of that, I would never exclude anybody from our home or our family. In connection with their marital relationships, participants noted that a relationship with God and their commitment to other religious beliefs and practices helped to provide two important benefits. These strengths or themes included, first, unity in religious experiences, and second, our relationship with God is reflected in marriage. About unity, a husband named Samuel said, I remember we got together pretty early on in our marriage, and we decided that we are now one unit. So there is no my needs versus your needs. There is only what God is going to do through us as a couple. And we're either going to sink together or we're going to swim together. But there's not going to be one's going to be better or one's going to be worse, because then we're both going to be worse. We are one unit. A husband named Matt said, After we're done arguing with each other and done trying for each of us to get our own way, we'll come back together and we'll say, You know, we're one and we need to sacrifice for each other. To me, God is the glue that binds this marriage together. An Asian mainline husband, Chen, said, I think sometimes when I'm able to share God's word with her, speaking of his wife, sharing something in the Bible that I've read, that fine-tunes our thinking together when we are faced with difficulties. So, with this major decision, I get guidance from God's Word, and I'm able to share with her what God speaks to me in the Word, and that helps us with many things. Then Shin, his wife, said, I think for me, praying together is very important, even though we don't do it as much as I want to. That was something very important to me because we experienced this closeness, not just to God, but with each other. Sometimes it is hard to express yourself, and somehow when you are praying together, we just express something that may not have come up before, but through hearing his prayer, I found something about his struggle 
or his inner thoughts just by praying together. For another wife named Debbie, shared faith-based service provided real bonding and something that they both believe in. Debbie related that in her marriage, it's the life here at the church and things going on or ways that we're involved. This is something that we have in common. It's something we communicate about. So it becomes a real bonding thing, something we both believe in and we seek to follow. Many participants expressed that their relationship with God gave them the perception of having something special in their marriage. A wife named Ashley said, For me, my relationship with God just makes marriage more reassuring because I know that divorce is not an option. I feel secure in my relationship with my husband. I know he'll take care of me as Christ takes care of the church and take care of the family. I never have any doubts about that. A husband named Jared spoke of a similar connection and explained, My relationship with God motivates me. It's really the prime motivator to be committed to our marriage and to grow in our marriage. Otherwise, I just think I'd be looking at what is in it for me or what's the minimal approach. In connection with their parent-child relationships, participants noted two things. First, relating to each other through God brought unity. And second, parenting style evolves as faith grows stronger. It was wonderful to hear adolescents speak of prayer being a binding, comforting force in their lives. An adolescent daughter named Jen said, It's a serenity thing. It's a comfort to know that I can always come home and pray about things. And I know there's a lot of times I call home from school and say, Okay, Mom and Dad, just pray for me today. And just knowing that they're supporting me and going to God it's a cool connection. A daughter named Jill said, Sometimes there are misunderstandings in family life, but having the common bond that we're all children of God and relating to each other through God brings a lot of unity. A son named Jack spoke of his father's parent-child prayers with reverence. Prayer has always been something that's central too. Dad gets up early and prays with the family, and then he prays with me, often before I go off. Obviously, I know that my dad cares for me. He's investing himself in my spiritual well-being and in my well-being in general. It's developed a concept of father and son, but also the idea that we're brothers in the faith. A young college-age daughter said of the prayers of her parents and siblings the following, I mean, it's just like a security, almost like a security blanket, knowing that you have your family behind you and God behind you. You can go back and you can have your parents and your siblings be able to sit down and pray with you and ask God for help. It's an awesome experience. Participants expressed how their sanctified view of parenting helped them see their children and their own role as a parent differently. A mainline Native American father named Anoki said, I think our parenting style has altered as our faith has grown stronger. There's a lot more forgiveness attached to the consequences and a lot less anger in our particular parenting style than before. One mother said, In terms of family roles, we have been teaching our kids from an early age how much God has forgiven them, so they need to learn to forgive each other. We've worked pretty hard on that. That also means being able to go to our children when we have messed up as a parent and be able to say, Sorry, I messed up. 
it's really only through God's power that I can do it. A father named Jimmy said, When people ask me, why are your kids so good and so happy? Not robot good, but joyous kids. I then explained to them, because there's a structure, and they know where their happiness lies and where it doesn't lie, and they love it, and they just want to please God and us. An 18-year-old daughter named Jill said, God has really given me a love and a respect for my parents. I think what God has given me is a desire to obey what God has commanded. So when I obey my parents, it doesn't feel so much like I'm obeying all the rules. It actually feels like the right thing to do. Holly explained that her husband Mark and adolescent son Alan went each Saturday and served together in a soup kitchen, an activity that brought them closer together, closer to their sisters and brothers in the human family, and closer to God. For these exemplary mainline Christian families, unity was a recurrent theme across all three domains with God, in marriage, and a parent-child relationship. Our findings suggest that for persons who are deeply committed to and invested in mainline Protestant religious beliefs and practices, their relationship with God may do far more than give meaning to their lives or provide a unique and distinctive set of tools and resources to draw additional power and strength. God's relationship with them serves as a model for their relationship with their spouses and children. I, Dave, I'm grateful for my upbringing in one of the oldest mainline churches in America, the Episcopal Church. I still have the Book of Common Prayer my mother gave me. On Christmas and Easter, my Uncle Gene would come to our home for dinner, and my mom would always ask him to say grace before dinner. I still remember the feeling of family unity I felt during those prayers that have inspired me across decades to have members of our family join hands in unity for our own family prayers. Doctors Dave Dollahite and Lauren Marks are both professors in the School of Family Life at Brigham Young University. The American Families of Faith Project shares research-based ideas about ways of making faith come alive in marriage and family life.